Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane, I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Joining me today is psychotherapist and licensed clinical social worker, Shonda Morales. Her goal is to help women reclaim their peace of mind by centering themselves in the present moment, even while they're being pulled in 80 different directions. Today, Shonda shares insights to help take a much needed break, teaching you to be mindful and helping you to empower yourself, leading to a calmer, more fulfilled life. We chat about the basics of meditation, how the impossibility of balance is untrue and actually possible, antidotes to burnout, how mindfulness has influenced her motherhood, and much more. For those that are new around here, I release bonus episodes that serve a niche part of my audience. So if this topic doesn't fit what you're looking for, join me back here next Tuesday for a conversation about marriage that you don't want to miss. Thank you so much for your continued support of the Minimalist Moms podcast. If you enjoy this episode, at the end, take a minute or so to leave a rating and review as that helps others find this podcast and boosts it in the algorithm. All right, let's get into this conversation with Shonda. Shonda, thanks so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Hi, Diane. Great to be with you. It's good to be with you, too. I'm really excited to talk with you today. But before we get there, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners? And I always ask everyone this, if they consider themselves to be a minimalist. Yes. So I am a psychotherapist by training for the past 25 years or so. I'm also a life balance coach for working moms. And I consider myself to be a therapreneur, which is I offer different group coaching programs one-on-one and and I've uh, branched off into a podcast for mental health professionals where they can earn continuing education credits as well. Um, And I'm uh, specialized in treating women with anxiety, stress-related disorders, using mindfulness, meditation and mindful breaks, which I'm sure we'll get to. And I'm also an author of two books, Breathe Mama Breathe and Don't Forget to Breathe. And I am not intentional, I would say, or I'm not, I wouldn't have called myself a minimalist mom, but thinking about it, I think it just comes naturally to me. I'm one of those people who I'm very, very excited when I get to, when my kids move out of a certain stage and I get to give things away and get rid of and declutter. Um, I very much like simplicity around me and too much stuff makes me feel very uncomfortable. So I think by nature, that's who I am. So yes, happy to be here and talk more about minimalism and simplicity with you. That makes a lot of sense to me because being in a meditative state and, or just trying to be more mindful throughout your day, it makes sense that clutter would be chaotic to that frame of mind. Definitely. Definitely. And I just think having to keep track of too much stuff makes me really uncomfortable. So the less I have to keep track of, in addition to all of the work responsibilities and keeping the children alive, other than that, you know, that feels like enough. Absolutely. So we are going to talk today about meditations and mindfulness and the importance of carving out space in our day for ourselves. And I hesitate to have conversations like this because I'm like, I just don't want it to sound cliche, but yet there are tools available to us. I think so many of us don't tap into that could actually boost that, that self-care if you will. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering first and foremost, why do you think it's important that women carve out just a few minutes every day for themselves? Let's start there. 
Right. So, I mean, it might be cliche, but I think it's for a reason that we, we can get so wrapped up. We, you know, we, we wake up in the morning and we hop out of bed and we are on this hamster wheel of nonstop doing and busyness and caring for others that we end up prioritizing ourselves, if at all, way towards the end of the day, if we have any energy for it. So that's why I'm a huge proponent for uh, just five minutes a day. And if we can't do five minutes a day, then one minute, start there. Because, But if we start our day with a little bit of stillness or quiet, and that could be meditation or anything else where we're literally just recognizing what's going on internally, that can help us prioritize what we want to spend our time. And rather than putting out fires all day long, we're more intentional about it. And uh, we can also tune into ourselves. What's up with our thoughts? What's up with our body sensations, our emotions? And if we're not in tune with that, if we don't recognize, if we just hop out of bed and we're off and running, then we're reacting all day long. We're not in control of our own reactions, our own actions, um, and before we know it, you know, a year passes, two years, five years pass, and we're like, whoa, how did I get here? It's because we have just been being pulled along for the ride. So, so it's self-care, but it's also about life balance and it's about where we want to go in our lives and what really matters. And, and as best we can kind of recalibrating that balance on an ongoing basis. So we can sustain our energy longer and we can uh, create the families that we really want to create. And you wrote the new book, Don't Forget to Breathe, and you say it's an antidote to burnout. So I want to know how, why, why you would say that, but also for myself, maybe it's age, but I've noticed that with different, maybe like negative experiences or just feeling stressed out or burnt out, I guess I'm just seeing more clearly that I do need to take those deeper breaths that I do need to not forget to breathe, that I do need to not forget to go on a walk and be quiet and think that we just, again, don't tap into these tools like breathing that we have at our availability. So I said a lot there. (laughs) So why do you, would you say (laughs) book is an antidote to burnout? Well, sort of what I was saying before, it's this way of being intentional. And so uh, otherwise burnout can happen if we're not being aware. And often it just creeps up so slowly that we live in this low level of fight or flight so often in our lives. And we don't recognize it because we're just so accustomed to it. It's sort of like when you, if you go on vacation or if you take a break from work, if you're able to do this for it takes a couple of weeks sometimes, or at least a few days until we can kind of really recognize, whoa, I was really stressed. My shoulders were so tight. They were up by my ears and my back was aching and I had headaches and stomach aches. And, uh, oftentimes we don't recognize it until we've come to burnout. And, you know, then it's like, sure, it's not too late, but my, my goal, my purpose is to try to prevent that. So it's this proactive approach and in a way that's really doable and simple, and especially for busy moms. And I can go back to, you know, how I start, how I wrote my first book was I have two kids who are now 20 and 10. And I started meditating for a half an hour every day as part of a class when my daughter was three, my older one was three. And I was very faithful about that. She was a good sleeper. And I was able to do that with one child. Uh, And then I knew when I was pregnant with my son and I'm about to give birth and she's about to turn 10, there's no way I'm going to meditate for a half an hour every day with the newborn and all of my responsibilities. And so I wanted to keep this bit of mindfulness that, that really worked for me, really helped me find calm, but also find energy and um, playfulness and just feel like my best self. I wanted to keep that in my life with all, with a newborn. 
And so I developed these five minute practices and I started teaching them to other moms as well. And they started to recognize, wow, this really works. I can take one minute or, you know, so that's for me, it's this combination of getting up in the morning as best we can for a minute, five minutes and getting still meditating. Then we sprinkle our day eventually with what I call mindful breaks. And these are pauses and reminders in the midst of our full days where we don't need to stop and go uh, find a quiet spot to be uninterrupted, but just right in our day, it's a reminder to pause and recognize that we're here. And as we do that, we pull ourselves out of running on automatic pilot. We pull ourselves out of fight or flight. And it's a very simple way that we can all do this. It's just a matter of Uh, developing these habits and reminders. And so that's the combination that really works the best. Yes. I have a lot of friends that are into meditation and my husband and I will do it sometimes before we go to sleep, just to help us recenter and Mm -hmm. also to fall asleep. But I am wondering, so doing it for 30 minutes for someone listening, that's never meditated. I mean, what are you thinking of when you're doing this? Because I think, are we just sitting in silence? What are you focusing on your body? Just take me through that 30 minutes. Yes. And well, and definitely don't start with 30 minutes. I am not, I am not proposing that this is a class that I took called a mindfulness based stress reduction class. It's a very structured class, um, that kind of thing. And I'm just, um, my point is that I was really faithful about it. And I really noticed benefits and I knew I wasn't going to, as a busy parent, be able to maintain this, but good question. And I, and so regardless, even five minutes can feel excruciating for us type A's, or I'm a recovering perfectionist type A. I like to get things done. So when they told me, when I started doing this, like slow down a little bit and stop. And I was like, what, huh? Uh -uh. No, I don't want to do that. Um, but, but the benefits really paid off. So use a guided meditation. So whether that's an app, whether that's, you know, we'll talk, maybe you'll put it in the show notes. I'm running a challenge, a free five minute guided meditation download that people can receive for a seven day challenge. Uh, so somehow use a voice that's guiding you. And that's really helpful because what we, the biggest myth I encounter with meditation is that we're going to sit down and clear our minds. And then people get frustrated because they think, why can't I stop? Why can't I clear my mind? Because Meditation is not about clearing our minds. It's about being aware of where our minds go. And it's absolutely amazing when we sit down and watch how busy our minds are. It can be very frustrating. We start judging ourselves. Why can't I stop thinking? Because it's not about stopping thinking. It's about watching it and noticing and having that information that is so powerful because then we say, okay, what do I want to do with this? Wow. Look where my mind goes. And if we can have this sense of curiosity and kindness and even amusement with our thoughts, it changes the game because we tend to be very harsh, right? With ourselves. And we know this women, especially we judge ourselves. What's wrong with you. You're being judging. You're judging yourself. We judge ourselves for judging. (laughs) I mean, on and on we go. So meditation is like, I might just sit down and notice my inhale and I notice my exhale. I notice my inhale and my exhale. And then I start thinking about the to-do list or I start thinking about what's in the fridge or I start thinking about, oh, I forgot to schedule a doctor's appointment. I'm just thinking and I come back and I just come back to rest on my breath and that's it. And so we're really, it's a skill that we are learning to practice. Just like if I'm learning to go swimming, I can't just throw myself in the pool and expect to start freestyling, (laughs) freestyle stroke. I need to practice. um, And we're building this mindfulness muscle of attention. And mindfulness, I'm going to just say real quickly is 
paying attention to what's happening in the moment with an attitude of kindness. Uh, so rather than being in the future, worrying or what ifing or running through the to-do list or in the past, thinking about the conversation, we're smack dab in the moment. Um, and that's where the power lies because then we have a choice in how we respond to situations. So, okay. I just want to make sure that I'm hearing you correctly. If I'm sitting here meditating and in the very beginning, when I just allow my mind to wonder and think about those things, again, I'm going to focus on my breath to begin with. And then say my mind starts wondering to a moment last week where I felt like I was mean to my kids. And then I'm like, Oh, my sister isn't that way. And why is she not that way? And so after 30 minutes I've gone through, so I, I might come back to the breath, but maybe walking away from that moment, I can say, well, you tend to be really hard on yourself. I wonder if something's there. And then is that how meditation can help us work through maybe some negativity in our lives too? I mean, would you say that that's how it can be a tool? So absolutely. Yes. We can watch how, how we do judge ourselves. And what we want to do then is we just say, ah, there's some judging or there's some thinking, or there's some planning and it takes the emotional charge out of it. So if I sit down and again, I really want to emphasize, I don't, I'm not proponent um, proposing anybody sits down for 30 minutes to start. Mm-hmm. Um, but so even in five minutes, you'll be amazed at, at how many thoughts will run through our, your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. So, uh, it's information, but it's also this, um, I don't have to, so I might go down a whole path and really feel a lot of shame and guilt. If those kinds of thoughts are running through my head throughout the day, and I'm not really aware of it, I'm going to feel shame. I'm going to feel guilt. And then I'm going to, you know, bark at my child or be more less patient and less fun because I'm feeling awful when I can just say, ah, there's some shame. And then I learned to give myself a little bit of compassion or just not get so pulled into it. Then, um, that's it. I can kind of let it go a little bit easily more quickly too. So that's, that's where the power comes in for sure. Yeah. I'm a proponent to work through the things that we can dig them up by the roots so that we can have a more clear path going forward and not have it so messy and and muddied by things that were negative in our past or those feelings of whatever can be yucky that we hold on to. Mm, Yes, definitely. And I have a mindful break um, in both. It's actually in both books about unpleasant moments, which could be as simple as, yes, I screamed, I lost my cool and I yelled at my child and I feel awful. Um, That can pull me into a shame spiral and shame is different than guilt. I don't know if you've talked about this, but you know, guilt is about the behavior. So I'm not, I feel guilty that I yelled and I, and I don't feel good about that, but shame is I'm a bad mom. Mm. And every time I say that I get like bad goosebumps, like uncomfortable <laughs> because it feels so bad to say I'm a bad mom, because that is one of the things that matters absolutely the most to all of us. And if we get stuck in that, then it's sort of like, oh, I give up. I'm horrible. I'm terrible. And it just fuels all this negative behavior. We know positive reinforcement is uh, motivating. And so that's where we need to come back to positively reinforcing with ourselves. So if I did yell at my child, I lost my cool, then it's about, can I offer myself a little bit of compassion? Like you're saying, kind of unpack how I got to that point. How do I avoid that in the future? You know, what do I need to do differently? Pause take a time out, take, take those few breaths to calm my nervous system down and then make the repair if necessary with my child and then let it go. Uh, because otherwise we can get shame, uh, stuck in that shame cycle. Today's episode is sponsored by mylifeinabook.com. This is probably the most thoughtful gift I've ever come across for parents or grandparents for the winter holidays as families get together to celebrate. 
It's basically a very powerful way to connect emotionally with them, preserve the most precious memories, and show them that you really care. And best of all, it's an instantaneous gift. I've tried it with my mother and she totally loved it. Every week, mylifeinabook.com lets you choose from a list of thought-provoking questions or even write your own that gets sent to your relative by email. Your relative writes their answer and you can choose to add a meaningful picture. This happens every week and at the end of one year, all their stories get combined in a beautiful keepsake book that you can store your relative's memories forever and pass them on to future generations, which is printed and sent to you. You can request as many copies as you want and even get it in audio format as well. With mylifeinabook.com, you can give those you love most a personal gift that tells them they're meaningful to you in all future generations. To save $10 off your first purchase, use discount code MINIMALIST. That's MINIMALIST to get $10 off mylifeinabook.com. Check out the link in the show notes for more. Quickly, I want to talk about, you have a framework in your new book and it, you say breathe, becoming and balance. Can you just quickly take me through that? Sure. So those are type of mindful breaks and the mindful breaks, for example, a breathe. So the breathe practices are about calming ourselves and being more aware, kind of like we're talking about the becoming breaks are more, if we're feeling like we need a little bit of assertiveness or confidence or mindset work in our lives, those are the, the breaks that will help with that. And the balance breaks are pretty self-explanatory. They're about when we need to recalibrate the balance in our lives. And so an example of a breathe break that a lot of people love is uh, for moms is that three breath hug. So from Thich Nhat Hanh, kind of giving our kids a big bear hug, teaching them to coordinate a deep inhale and exhale together three times. It's very connecting. It's very calming. A coffee mindful break, drinking our coffee really mindfully instead of just slugging it back in the morning while we're multitasking. Uh, about a becoming break can be about um, noticing if we're feeling what I call the, the green eyed monster, feeling jealousy or envy of someone. Maybe it's what they have or what we see on social media. And so rather than kind of judging ourselves again for that and getting stuck there, it's what is it that I'm craving when I see that? So I talk about the example of seeing my, um, my neighbor, who's also my good friend. I was pulling out of my driveway on my way to work the one day and I'm all like rushing and I just got my son on the bus and feeling like I didn't have a moment to spare. And I look over and she's strolling down the street with her dog and the, her cup of coffee in the sunshine. And I was like, Oh, longingly looking. And then I started judging myself. Like, you know, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, she's not laying around all day eating bonbons. And, but I realized, and I, and I thought, what's, what is, what's going on here? Because I love what I do. I love my work, but it was, I didn't have any uh, open space in my calendar. It felt very rushed, very too much. So I thought, okay, I can recognize this. It's not that I'm craving her life. I'm craving a little bit of open space. So I went to work and I opened my by planner at lunchtime and kind of went a few weeks out and started scheduling a little bit of white space in my calendar. So it's noticing, you know, what's underneath that craving or that jealousy. That's an example of a, of a becoming break. And then the balance breaks can be as simple as noticing when the balance feels off and noticing when we need to, uh, step on, step on the brakes. Um, sometimes life throws on the emergency brakes for us and we don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, especially as moms, we might be feeling kind of bored, but not like things feel monotonous or we feel sort of 
like languishing. And that's a time maybe we want to pull out a break where we reach some goals. We work toward a, a big goal or something in our lives where it's it, we energize ourselves a little bit more. So it's knowing when to recalibrate. And for me, these three when you sit down and get quiet in the morning, you can ask yourself, what am I needing today? Do I need a little calm? Do I need a little assertiveness or pick me up? Do I need energy? Uh, and then we act accordingly with a mindful break. And so as we work together, I see it as pulling out those throughout the day, uh, throughout our lives as we grow. And it's an upward spiral of growth. I started something in the spring and I never made it a habit and I, I'd like to get back into it, but it wasn't at the beginning of my day. It was the end of my day where I was writing down or some days I wouldn't write it down, but it would be like, what did I do today that I really liked that I want to do again tomorrow? Like what was something? And then what was something that I don't want to carry into tomorrow? And it was just, again, that awareness of my behaviors. And sometimes I would be like, oh my gosh, I ate half a thing of ice cream. And <laughs> you know what? I did that because I didn't get enough sleep last night. My body was just looking for energy. And so I used to connect food to like me being bad. I had a bad mm. habit of doing that. But now I'm like, no, that just showed you, you were looking for energy and you didn't get enough sleep. And that's a neutral thing. And tonight get enough sleep and nourish yourself in the morning so that that doesn't happen again. And it's not bad. It's not good. It's mm -hmm. just neutral. And so I want to start doing that again this year because it, it was a good practice and I need to make it a habit. I love that. That's a great example of a mindful break. It's, it only takes a few minutes, but it's just to kind of pause and recognize. And I love that you took that emotional judging charge out of noticing. And it's just more information of, okay, and it's a recalibration of that balance, right? How do I get back in balance? What was off balance? And then how did I, how did that play out in my behavior? Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you gave me some ideas of what it looked like for you when you kind of fell out of balance and how you course corrected, but I'm wondering how listeners could get started today. What is a good way that someone could start today if they're looking to regain some balance in their lives? Definitely. If they're interested, they can go to my website and sign up for the email list. I'll send the, that five minute guided meditation. Uh, and again, I really emphasize if five minutes feels excruciating, do one minute um, as something as simple as if you pause three times in the day, put your hands to your heart and take three deep inhales and deep exhales, as simple as that sounds, that stopping in the middle of our day is radical. It's radical because we don't give ourselves permission to stop, or we're just so habituated to not stop until we flop into bed at night. <laughs> so that can be extremely powerful. And uh, yeah, and then there's a PDF that goes along with the, the guided meditation where I offer three mindful breaks as well that you can choose one of each that I talked about, the, the breathe, the becoming, and the balance. Do you have any other word of encouragement before we wrap things up here? I would just say uh, for us moms, we tend to be really hard on ourselves. And so I'm a big proponent of mommy high fives, which is throughout the day, just give yourself a pat on the back or an internal high five for all the things that you are doing, all that you care about so much. Because I always say I could be juggling a thousand balls in the air. I drop one and I'm like, how could you <laughs> versus noticing the 999 that are still in the air. So really, uh, you know, good enough is really great. And I say that to moms all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have those cycles that we're creating in our brains. I can't think of what it's called right now, but we have to like get it off that track and, and re rewire ourselves to think positive. The neural pathways. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Sure. Yep. Well, where can listeners find you online if they want to connect? 
Right. So my website is shondamorales.net, S-H-O-N-D-A-M-O-R-A-L-I-S.net. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, yeah, come check me out and say hello. Well, thank you again, Shonda, for joining me today and talking about mindfulness and meditation. You've encouraged me to develop these habits again in my life and to kind of think more about what I've been doing in the spring. So I appreciate you coming on today. Oh, I'm so happy that I inspired you. Thanks, Diane. What did you think of the episode? If you enjoyed this conversation, I want to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review is the best way you can help this podcast continue to succeed and grow. Again, thank you to everyone who supports The Minimalist Moms by listening, leaving those rating and reviews, or following along on social media at Minimalist Moms Podcast. As always, I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com, and there you can find links to the Instagram account, my Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.